Welcome to the official ABA Law Student Podcast, where we talk about issues that affect law students and recent grads. From finals and graduation to the bar exam and finding a job, this show is your trusted resource for the next big step. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ABA's Law Students Podcast. Oh, my God, we have a riveting thought-provoking, compelling interview for you today. She is a best-selling author, a revered legal scholar, and I hear she's been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, this is the first time hearing of this. That's exciting. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so sorry. Wait, I they have mixed up my paperwork. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have Sarah Atkinson. If you don't know her, you will know her one day. She is a 3L at the University of Alabama School of Law. And one of my dearest friends, I had the opportunity of meeting Sarah when I um, summered at or I sound so pompous, summered when I summered <laughs> yes, I was a in, the Ham, in the Hamptons. <laughs> when I summered my first year of law school and um, she was just an amazing being. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Demario. I'm so excited to be here. I know we, um, so today is going to be fun, easy, breezy, beautiful, but um, I'm going to start out with the first <laughs> question. So let's talk about the adversary system and the necessity for confidentiality. Um, is it proper? Do you believe in a geopolitical? I'm like, <laughs> I cannot stand you. <laughs> Let me break out my case books real quick. And start. <laughs> okay. So seriously, you're no, wrong seriously. for that. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great way to like really get you. I so would have Sarah, had network connectivity problems. We would have been. <laughs> it's it's not working. Oh, What's going we're breaking on? Breaking up. So Sarah, like I truly connected with you because when I got to my summer internship, I thought everybody was going to be like just super smart, and I found out they were no, no, no. Seriously, like. I truly believed that I would be the only person that had personality. I'm, and I'm not kidding, like not in a narcissistic type of way. I just thought I was a rarity and like I was just smart by myself and I was the only person that had like personality. And I was so shocked when I met other people that were as smart as me and had personality and didn't want to talk about like dissents and opinions. They wanted to talk about the real housewives and Big Brother. <laughs> Yes, of course. So, like, what made you want to go to law school? Yeah, okay. Well, first, let me say you are special and you are unique. Just because other people have personalities <laughs> does not make you any less, okay? <laughs> and I agree. I, I feel like meeting you was such a light to my summer. That made it so much better. But, okay, let's go back. Let's rewind. So, okay. I, I took a gap year between undergrad and law school. And I'll do the short version, but basically my senior year, I was majoring in communications at Auburn University, War Eagle. So yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my major. And I thought about doing PR, like public relations. And I had an internship in New York and it was so great and so fun and so glamorous. But I was like, okay, this isn't personal enough. I feel like very disconnected from my clients. Like I kind of want to I want to find something else within the realm of communications. And so then I thought, okay, maybe I'll do therapy because as you know, I love to have like deep conversations and like get to know people yes. and help people. Yes. But then that felt way too personal. And I knew that I would be like one-on-one -on -one helping people, but sending them back into situations and back into systems, whatever that was going to put them back 
where they were and it would help them individually. But I think I would have gotten frustrated with the fact that there was like a ceiling to my helpfulness. And so I had a conversation with a judge in my hometown from Andalusia, Alabama. Shout out to Andalusia. (laughs) Shout out Andalusia. It is uh, (laughs) the smallest town in the whole entire world and it is wonderful. But I was lucky enough, one of my dad's friends is a judge here. And I was telling him, Every time I get home, we go get lunch. And so I was like, hey, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, which was a very typical conversation. And he was like, you should consider law school. And that was December of my senior year of college. So didn't have time to like study for the LSAT or do anything like that. So I started talking to people and getting to know more attorneys and lawyers and asking them questions and figuring out what exactly they did. And the more I learned, the more I kind of realized that it was that the law was a good intersection of my skills and passions. And so it was like, this is a cool way for me to be able to help people like I want to do, um, but also a way where I can read and write. And I enjoy the advocating side of the law. Like I want to be an advocate for people and I want to change systems. So this is a cool way. And whether I do that at first or whether I do that eventually, there's going to be no ceiling to the type of help that I can have. So took a gap year. And then was looking at schools, wanted to be in the Southeast because I know I want to live close to home because I love my family so much. So I was looking really in Alabama and Georgia and then landed on the University of Alabama, which is wonderful. But I went to Auburn for undergrad. So, you know, the big rivalry. It's been interesting, but it's been great. (laughs) But that's a long story. I said I was going to do the short version, but that was short. um. (laughs) That was pretty short. That was short. I think that was short. Let's talk about you get to law school because like, I feel like we have like similar personalities Mm -hmm. and you get to law school. And if I could say who you were, I would say you are a mix of Lindsay Lohan and the (laughs) gothic girl from Mean Girls. Like, oh my gosh, Janice. (laughs) Yeah, Janice, Janice. But just in a way, like you're the cool outsider that everyone wants inside so like did you have like (laughs) when you got to Alabama were you was it culture shock or was it cool for you Alabama law school was it culture shock shock or you were like cool it's whatever well I didn't know anyone starting law school like I looked through they sent out like a list of all the people who were going to be in my class and I did not recognize a single name which was really overwhelming I thought surely I would know someone from Auburn because you know it's like a lot of people who go to Auburn go to Alabama, but it was kind of, it was kind of a shock. And there were a lot of people who knew each other from undergrad or just like various things in law school, um, in my class. And so, and it was Zoom. Like, I don't know, it was in the middle of COVID. I started yes, I forgot. the fall we're of COVID 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're we were babies. in, like we had masks on and we had to sit six feet apart and several of our classes were on Zoom. So it was really hard to meet people and get to know people, which as you know, that's hard for my type of personality. You like thrive. I want to get to know everyone yeah. and like, on, yeah. I, I want to talk and chat and let's yeah. get to know each other. And mm-hmm. why are you here? Like, what do you yeah. want to do with this? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really hard at first, um, but I think it was hard for everyone. And so I was kind of glad that I didn't know anyone and didn't have anybody to like lean on. It was just, I was kind of, on my, as Taylor Swift says, you're on your own kid. <laughs> You've always been on your own. I don't know what she says. It's something like that, but Anyway, I it was it was a little overwhelming at first, but I think I I think my saving grace ended up being the older students, like the two L's and three L's, and just reaching out 
to random ones of them and getting their advice on things. But it was great. It worked out. I've had a great time. Of course you have. Okay. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about, so that first year, Mm -hmm. oh no, one to just like crazy breakdown. Like how was that first year for you mentally? It was, it was bad. I would say it was past five closer to crazy breakdown. It wasn't in the like good mental health side of the scale. (laughs) I was definitely, I remember my mom was so worried about me (laughs) when I was in my first year of law school. And because, I mean, I feel like you, like we have bubbly personalities Mm -hmm. and anytime we're probably struggling with something, we don't want to let people in on that. Like it's kind of like, oh, I can put a mask on and I can, I can find the positive in this. Like this is a challenge for me, but I know how to do that. And it was really hard, especially during COVID. And when I was just reading all the time and still felt like I was behind all the time. And actually, after my first year, I put my like, I had an Instagram post of the like, of a recap of the year. And I like, my caption was 1L, a series of highs and lows. And it was like a fun picture and then a picture of me crying and then a fun picture and a picture of me crying. Yeah, it was really hard. And I think it's a universal experience. And the beauty of law school is everyone who's there is also struggling and having a terrible time. And so you can kind of commiserate when you make friends and get to know people in your class. But yeah, I would say definitely closer to the to the full mental breakdown. <laughs> year. So Sarah, you've, you've gotten through your gap year. You start law school. At what point do you find out, okay, now I have to find a job for the rest of my life during this first year of law school? <laughs> Yes, add to the stress of yeah. not knowing what's going mm-hmm. on. Now you need to find a job that's going to be where you work for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things, like I mentioned before, having older students like 2Ls and 3Ls as kind of my mentors. They told me that I couldn't think about it until Christmas break because they kind of stress like the importance of grades your first semester. So they said, focus on that, study, study, study. And then over Christmas break, we can talk about it. So it was probably this time, my 1L year like around December, January. Me too. And I was freaking out because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what type of law I wanted to practice. And as you know, a lot of people in law school, it's been their dream forever and ever. And so they kind of have an idea of what they want to do. And because of my unique path to law school, I certainly had no idea. So I got overwhelmed with the possibilities because, you know, the law touches every aspect of life. So you can really practice it wherever you want. So yeah, it was probably this time when I started freaking out and trying to figure out where to work and what to do. So our listeners, they're listening. So uh, you'll, you will hear this episode in March, but around this time, it is a few days after Christmas. So, oh, yes. <laughs> um, so when you're listening to this, if you're just now joining us, uh, you probably should have started looking for the time. Mm-hmm. If you're a 1L and it's March, you should, um, hopefully you've already at least started looking. Maybe you have something lined up. You have up. some offers or something coming up because. And you know, if you don't, it will be fine. It, it will listen, work out. It's okay. I promise. Because you. You will find what you need to find. Right, right, yeah. If yes. you just start now. So you get through the process or whatever like that. And I don't want to toot our own horns, but I feel like we we will be working at a, a pretty good firm. Like, did you know this was the firm that you were trying to get at? Or you're just like, hmm, I'll just throw my hat in. Like, 
So Alabama has, or Alabama Law School, I guess I should clarify, has a really great career services office, like CSO. And so they kind of have this portal where we could log in and they have on-campus interviews from a lot of firms, which is, I don't know if that's like a universal thing for uni- or for law schools, but mm-hmm. I, that was such a blessing to me because I had no, I, I didn't even know my options. And so that logging onto that portal was really the first time I got to see the names of firms and you could mm-hmm. kind of do it by geographic region. And so yeah. I narrowed it to Alabama, Georgia. I mean, that was when I started looking and I could see the names of the firms, but I didn't know anything about them. So I spent so many hours Googling firms and trying to figure out what they did and if I knew anybody who worked there and talking to the older students and figuring out where they worked and if they had opinions on different firms. But yeah, I didn't I didn't really have any preference of where I worked. I just knew there were some older students who worked at the firm that we're working at and I really mm-hmm. liked them and respected them and knew that they knew what they were doing. And so I kind of talking to them and hearing about their experience only grew my desire to want to work there. So So you get to your summer, you've completed your first year of law school, you're still living, you get to your um your clerkship, your um summer at the firm that you'll be, is it overwhelming? Are you prepared for one year? Do you have imposter syndrome? What are you feeling at this point? (laughs) Huge time imposter syndrome. So that was, it was really fun to be in Birmingham because a lot of my friends from Auburn, from undergrad were there. So that was a little bit comforting. Um, It wasn't completely just like super overwhelming, but working at a firm and doing actual legal work was really scary. And I felt like such an imposter. That is news to me because I started in my summer position a week before Sarah came in and there were probably seven of us and we were all from like different schools. So it was we were able to like kind of get to know each other on a like a slow, like a a less intense level. And then the next week, all of the Alabama students came and there were like 13 or 14 <laughs> of them. And. I was so intimidated, even though I knew the lay of the land. I was so intimidated because they all stayed like in a circle talking Mm -hmm. to each other. But now looking back, I didn't know that you all just you might not have known each other, but you just felt more comfortable because you all knew we came from the same place and we have that like commonality. So like on the outside looking in, I did not know that, but it looked like you all were like super comfortable. Well, and I think that that's the danger of law school and of doing anything within the legal profession is people can fake it till they make it. And I like, again, like I can put on a show, like I will, I'm not going to let anybody know that I'm feeling uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, I I can second that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that's the beauty of friendships in law school and community and finding people like there were people from Alabama who were working at the firm that we were at and I didn't know them. Like the older students, I knew probably two of them. And so I kind of saw that as an opportunity to get to know them and then realize very quickly that it was, we were clicking up and I hate that. That's my pet peeve. And so I, anyway, I tried to make a conscious effort to like go out of my way and like get to know other people because I've been like starting law school at Alabama, didn't know anyone. And I was so intimidated by groups of people who were only grouping together because they were insecure. Yeah. And there was like, oh, we have a commonality. Yeah. We can sit and talk about Alabama. Yeah. Or like we can sit and talk about undergrad. I don't know. That's just so intimate and it's unfair. So I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go. And I also 
there are so many people here who I want to get to know just as much as the people who I go to school with. So why would I limit myself to just talking to people who I go to school with? And then that's how I met you and oh, yes. what a treat. Yes. We went to uh, lunch. They, they, they like paired us together for lunch and we were just talking and talking and talking and and by the end Sarah would have a note what was your note say like don't talk to me because I have no self-control oh. all the time <laughs> it's like please do not talk to me I have yeah. no self-control I'm trying to get work done the, if you speak to me I'll talk to you for three hours <laughs> and the second the second year Sarah would have a sign-in sheet like if you're going to talk to me, write it down the time that you came in, the time that you came out, because like I have to memorialize when I'm talking to people and when I'm not working. Right. But, <laughs> I was like, we, these people, they're not going to hire me because I'm not getting any work done. I need to show them that I'm doing something. <laughs> so we will be right back after these messages. Contract automation isn't a trend. It's a strategic imperative. Though big players in the e-sign world will make you believe implementing it will cost you big bucks and more than a few headaches, it doesn't have to be that way. DocuB is an easy-to-onboard, full suite of products that includes e-signature, brilliant workflow capabilities, and AI contract automation at nearly half the price of those out-of-touch behemoths. The one thing DocuB doesn't automate? Their customer service. Visit get.docub.com slash contracts to set up a call with a real live person. DocuB will be with you every step of the way. Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C. And get $500 off with code HAPPY24. Okay, so we are going to go into this second year of law school. You've been through your your summer associateship. You've spent an amazing summer. You've been taken out. You've been wined and dined. You've met all the <laughs> great people. I want to know, did you have the same feeling as me? I had the feeling like someone gave me a taste of a lifestyle that like literally crumbs of a lifestyle. And if I did not get the grades, it was almost worse if I did not live up to what I needed. It's like, did you have that feeling going back yeah. to your second year? Well, and that was the scary thing is you, you've you made the grades, you've done whatever you need to do to get there. But then it's like, oh, well, now I have to maintain it. Well, I think, again, everyone in law school has some type of pressure, whether it's internal or external. And luckily, mine was not from my parents. It was all internal pressure. And I didn't even know what I wanted to do. So it was weird. Like, I didn't have the pressure until after the first summer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is... I loved working at this mm -hmm. place. I loved working at this firm. These people are wonderful. They're so nice. They have families. There's a little bit of work-life balance. Like, this is this is yes. great. Like, I want to mm -hmm. be here, but it could be taken from me. And, like, I had that irrational. And Oh, no, and it's I, rational. It's <laughs> rational. I feel like it's rational. Well, and it was scary because I had, I had gone from putting my, like, oh, this is getting deep and whatever, but, like, I had gone from putting my identity in just, like, 
being an attorney to like being an attorney at X firm. Yes. And so yes. then it goes to, mm-hmm. I, I had shifted my priorities, mm-hmm. my like sense of self-worth into, I can, I will only be successful if I work here. When six months ago, I didn't even know that place existed. You know, that right. is so crazy because I was so attached to like, yes, being an attorney at this particular firm because of the experience that I had. But luckily I took a class called law office practice during my first semester, my second year. And it at least gave me the confidence to believe regardless if I get here or not, I can do this on my own. Like I have all the tools to do this on my own. So it did give me a little bit of security to know like that's not the end all be all. While it's an amazing place, I love it. I love the people and everything. I still have to know that things change and like you still have to be comfortable with, you know, all the tools and all the knowledge that you have. So Right. Well, and I think like a big thing for me throughout law school, especially after the first year when all I did was study and think about law school to the second year where it was like a big focus making grades. But I think I kind of learned how to shift my perspective a little bit. Like you were saying, it's all going to work out. Like I'm going to have a legal degree. Like I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to have these tools, these experiences, these skills to be successful no matter what I do. And yes, I have this goal of working at this firm. But every time I talk to an attorney, they're saying like, oh, that's a great firm. And that's all they say. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. they know the they know the prestige of this place. Yeah. They don't work there and they're fine. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I I think I need to shift how I'm seeing the situation and how I'm seeing putting the pressure on myself. Because yeah, I want to work there and it would be an incredible opportunity. But at the end of the day, it's really not the end of the world if it doesn't work out, which was not something that I ever came to terms with because I was determined to not <laughs> let that happen. So <laughs> it's easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like that first year is more so like you're just fighting in the dark, not knowing. But that second year, you you see something that you want and you've obtained a piece of it and you want to try to like, I truly feel like our friendship is like uh when someone freezes their eggs, it's like during the school year. What a weird year, analogy. <laughs> it's like during the school year, we might not talk or text all the time because we're like so focused on school. But like when we see each other, it's like. It's game over. Oh <laughs> we come back our second year and we are the big kids on campus. We come back that second and we are mentoring one else. We are. We are offering unsolicited advice yeah. left and right. <laughs> What you should do is, I like to do my memos like this. Is <laughs> Here are the people you need to talk to. No, it's serious because like <laughs> we literally, the first year we're like kind of like scared and we're just kind of like close the door, scared. But that second year we had like the confidence of whatever. That was wonderful. But we still were scared, so scared to see if we were going to get the offer. We were so scared. Nervous, and we would talk through every bit of why we would not get it. Well, and then we, I think, midway through, we had to we had to shift shift our perspective, Mm -hmm. change our way of thinking, and say, okay, what have we done? Why are we qualified for this job? And that was really helpful to me. Was to when we would (laughs) go sit and sit in an office and shut the door and be like, okay. Here's the thing: I'm about to start crying, (laughs) and we would even boost ourselves up. Like we are the future. Right. We we are the future. We have so much personality. We attract 
I mean, I won't say we were delusional, but maybe. Just, yeah, just that's <laughs> habit. Like they need us. They'd be so lucky. Like what you know? Right. Yeah. It, well, and I think that's again the beauty of community and the beauty of having friends and having people who are going through the same experience as you to be able to have those like completely unhinged conversations <laughs> in the hallway of a law firm and be like, okay, I'm about to start crying. So can you gas no. me up to an unhealthy? No, if you degree? are listening to this seriously, while having a summer associate uh, position is so much fun or whatever, you do have bouts of insanity where you're like, I'm not going to get it. I'm, because I mean, I mean, ultimately, you you're always thinking about the job. You're there because you think you know you want to get a job offer. So, for someone else to uh, validate your feelings and like, no, you're not crazy. I think that first, <laughs> the first year, you're most you're more so internalizing being scared. You don't know everybody's having impossible because nobody wants to play show their cards. But the second year, it's more so like, oh my god, like can we get this? Like, it's more of a team effort of insanity, you know? Right, right. We're okay at telling each other we're crazy. Yeah, and I think another key going into that, and like, you talk about our personality, and like, we're fun, and we're so great. But like, I think that's the beauty of law school, and the beauty of having a summer associateship, if that's the term. If it's but like, term. knowing knowing your strengths, and knowing what you bring to the table, I think is so important. Because there were so many people who were also summers who were so much smarter than me. And like, it's like, it, it's easy to play the comparison game and to be oh. like, oh, they are so much better at talking to the partners yes. than I am. Or they have so many more connections than I do. Mm. Or, I mean, like the list goes on. They have better work clothes than me. Like their shoes Listen. are always amazing. Like their hair is always perfect. People get selected to do certain things. You you get to go different places. Like I went to Pottery. Uh, uh, Sarah went to uh, a concert and I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. Right, right. And you have to, you do have to have a bit of like something to bounce it off with. Like, no, I'm overthinking it. And someone Mm -hmm. else to say to you, like, I'm overthinking it. It's okay. And yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, the old saying, like comparison is the thief of joy. I was going to say that, but I couldn't remember it. That's Mm -hmm. so true. And especially in summer and and in law school in general, but you just have to, you have to know yourself. You have to know who you are and do a little bit of self-reflection of, this is who I am. Like, I'm going to be an incredible attorney. Yes. And if they recognize that, great. And if they don't, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm going to be me and I'm not going to try to be someone else because then they're going to hire me thinking I'm someone else. And I'm going to have to keep yes. up this facade yeah. for the entirety of my career. And if you are a one day preparing for a summer associate ship, we're just going to go with it. We're going to coin the term. Feel all those emotions and be authentically yourself. Find your people. Find a confidant. Like, find someone to talk to that you can trust. And that is also like, it's like a mutually, like we're both sharing our struggles yeah. situation because there were some people who I would like vent to and then they wouldn't vent back. And that made me feel worse. That is so I was scary. like, oh, so you, that is- you are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and Demaria is like, I'm going to lose this job and I'm all my clothes. Like I'm, I'm so fat and I'm so ugly and I'm so dumb. And it's like, well, no, you're none of those things. But thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thank you, for, thank you for sharing. It's, it's it's hilarious when you think about it. So, spoiler alert, guys. We got the job. Yay, Woo-hoo! we get the job. We've done two years of interviews. We've been on countless everything. So, we got the job. And now, I believe I'm going to put you on a cliffhanger and we'll take a quick break. 
This episode is brought to you by the American Bar Association's Law Student Division. It's never too early to start exploring potential practice areas and building your network in the field. The Law Student Division provides students like you with resources and experiences aimed at helping them succeed in law school and prepare for what's next. Claim your full law student membership for just $25 by visiting ambar.org slash join. All right. So we've gotten the jobs and they basically are like, yeah, just graduate past the bar. <laughs> go this into is easy. The, just as simple as that. Go into the wild. It's time for 3L year. So we are three L's now. How are you feeling? What are you feeling? What's going on? Well, so okay, you know the the thing that's like one all they scare you to death, mm-hmm. two all they work you to death, mm-hmm. three all they bore you to death. Mm-hmm. I well, and we also say three LOL. Like your third year, you should be LOLing and like mm-hmm. having fun. And I'm fully leaning into that. So leaning. I have, I'm having so much fun. I'm taking classes that I took family law last semester because it's on the bar. And then I took sales because I'll be working in like financial things. So if you mm, need smart. that, need to know a little, mm. a little UCC. Um, mm. But anyway, I'm, I'm excited about 3L year and the fall was wonderful. Had a great time. And in the spring, I think it's going to be kind of a bittersweet time. Like I'm ready to be done and ready to start working, but law school has been great for what it was. And the people that I've met are wonderful. So it's going to be a little, a little melancholy, a little bittersweet. Yeah. yeah I just feel like as much as I want to just completely just relax, I can't, mm-hmm. I don't right. know what it is. I can't just stop. I just, well, I yeah. Know. And I also still want to make good grades. Right. And so it's exactly. so, it's such a tease. It's such a tease because when finals came around, I all of a sudden was like, wait, yeah. I still have to take these exams yeah. and I still want to do well. Yeah. So I need mm-hmm. to actually sit in the library mm-hmm. and study. Yeah. Made a B. I had straight A's and a B. I was almost in the closet just crying. No, yeah, I know. No. And it makes, and I know. And I think it's just that internal, just that we have. Right. Well, and this, this unrealistic expectation that you've set on yourself mm-hmm. that like, oh, i I'm going to make straight A's every single semester. Yeah. That's never been the case for me, but me either. I, <laughs> but I think, and like, again, shifting your perspective and seeing that, oh my gosh, a flat B is not yeah. the end of the world. It's yeah. really not. You're going to be fine. Yeah. And so um, we have been through three years of law school. When you're hearing this, we are about to gear up for commencement. We are about to graduate from law school. What are your plans for your bar summer, your bar trip, anything, any plans? Like, what do you have planned? After graduation, I think I can't decide if I'm going to move. I'm working in Birmingham after I graduate. So can't decide if I'm going to move to Birmingham to study for the bar or if I'm going to just continue living in Tuscaloosa and study where I've been studying for the past three okay, years. Okay, so let me interrupt you. Please do, stay, because I know you no, have advice. <laughs> stay where you are. Don't come to Birmingham, because I'm going to be there, and we have to pass this bar. <laughs> stay if wherever. we're together, we Listen, won't be having too much Stay <laughs> where you are and do your thing wherever you are, because I'll be in Birmingham, and I cannot... I can't. No, listen. Okay, here's the thing. Maybe we could, mm. maybe we could like plan little brunch dinner dates while okay. we're setting for the bar. I'll stay in Tuscaloosa. But okay. I'll come see. Or even if I'm in Birmingham, I won't tell you. 
Okay. Pull yeah. me down. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do for my bar trip. I would love to go to Australia. Okay. Which I know sounds bizarre. I've always wanted to go. It's always been number one on my bucket list. And I think the reason I want to do it now is we're never going to have this much time Mm-mm. for a vacation. Mm-mm. So. Not unless another lockdown comes, but nope. And even then, like, we couldn't travel. Nope, we couldn't. So we'll see. That's yeah. just a long flight and it would be a whole thing. So. I've been talking to my mother about it, and she has a million questions. So who knows? What about you? What are you doing? So I think I am um, going to move right before um, commencement. Okay. I'm going to, because I'm in um, Louisiana right now, I am going to study in Birmingham over the summer. And I'm thinking Thailand, Europe, or Australia for a trip. I don't I'm know. I'm sorry, did you say Australia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm you're... sorry, should we go together? Yeah. You know, I might hop on a flight and just, yeah. Okay, maybe we should just bar trip, do our whole bar trip together. Well, I'm going I'm going to multiple places. Right, you're... well, I'll go multiple places. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> but you yeah, don't sound too enthusiastic. I do know I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm going oh, I... somewhere. Um, yeah, so I'm excited well, about it. that's very exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about it. But... This has been our time, and this has been a thought-provoking, compelling, <laughs> riveting conversation. Uh, where can people find you if they are looking for random people? Well, they can find me on LinkedIn. I love the LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm on all the social medias as all well. The, yeah, I feel like if you just search my name, Sarah Atkinson, mm-hmm. it's going to pop up. But yeah, I'm happy to answer any questions or talk to anyone about anything. I think that's the reason that I've made it through is because of the help of other people. And so I think no, the best way I, to do that is pay it forward. So let me say this. Happy. If you are thinking about law school or if you are a one ill or if you just like are interested, I'm so serious. Sarah is probably <laughs> one of the most non-judgmental people I know. I still have these cards that she put on my desk during the summer. Oh my God, um, that's so sweet. With like with like affirmations of how of a good person I am. Um Sarah, thank you so much for spending time with me today. This was an amazing conversation. I'm so excited for everyone to hear about it. Once again, thank you everyone and thank you for joining us. We'll see you next month on the ABA Law Students Podcast. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. Remember, U.S. law students at ABA-accredited schools can join the ABA for free. Join now at AmericanBar.org forward slash law student. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.